Okay, so I wanted to just record this conversation I'm having with Jane Nemesis, the most uh, well-known popular investor in Toro. And we were talking about ethical investing and uh, we got onto the topic of morality and religion. And I just thought I would be cheeky here and start recording the conversation with his permission, of course. So do I have your permission, Jay? <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, you do. So the reason I started recording this because it's basically been one of the most interesting discussions on um, worldviews I've had in a long time. So Jay was basically talking about how religions caused a lot of death and destruction more than certain other topics. And I agreed with him. And then he was saying how, like, in Europe, religion's is declining and as as basically that's that's having a good effect according to his, his his opinion, and so then I started talking to him about morality and how does morality arise from an ethic point of view and what does that mean? Because as far as I'm concerned, if you're an atheist, then all that is around and exists is basically as a result of the laws of chemistry and physics, i.e., chemical reactions and things like that. So. We've sort of been talking about that the last half an hour, and we're just going to keep talking about that. <laughs> so we got on to quantum physics, and uh, Jay was basically saying that free will results from quantum physics or something like that. Is that correct? Well, I mean, I'm no expert on it, but I guess that's my best kind of, my best theory. Um, either that or some, someone's built some uh, some random random mechanics into the universe. Maybe maybe that was God that did that. Maybe he just uh, invented like a little dice roll every uh, every five every five seconds or something to make yeah. to make decisions more random. So you had quite a large stream of thoughts there. You're talking about like free will. If we don't have free will, then God doesn't have the right to judge us. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. So, basically. So, so why is that? Well, if, if you create something, right, which I think most religions believe that their God created them or at least the thing that kind of turned into them. Um, it, it's, I mean, honestly, it's kind of sadistic, <laughs> ironically, um, to then judge the things that you've made for how how good they are to your own standards when you made them like really if anything it's like judging your own work right like if there's anything wrong with humans and humans were built in god's image in at least in again in most religions kind of uh views then he's kind of just judging himself in many ways it's a fair point so you know it, it, you could argue that if anyone is failing uh that test then it's just evidence that he has failed as a god and if that's the case why worship them why should what if that's the case why worship them it's a good point um now you're basing these and i'll use the word moral thoughts on the and i on your idea of what god should be like right so uh Mm -hmm. this is what, what you call um basically there's no creation creator distinction you're basically judging god the same way that you judge a fellow creation right 
Yeah. So could this this if I create a drawing, can the drawing judge me on how I created the drawing? Uh, if it's sentient, sure, why not? Okay. If if you create a, a child, uh, that and then the child decides to judge you, you know, how's that different to being a drawing? If the drawing becomes sentient, I mean, I believe in equal rights generally. So as as long as something is sentient, then I think for the most part, they should have uh, the same rights we do. So so basically, in a nutshell, simpling things down, you're saying that. Robots are not allowed to be judged by the creator. If they can prove sentience, yeah. What do you mean by that? It's not so much that they're not allowed to be judged, right? But it's it's about the punishment side of it, and uh, I guess the sort of superiority thing, right? Like, I think if a robot can demonstrate that it is uh, that it has feelings. Uh, and it has thoughts of its own, uh, and it can feel pain and, and sense things uh, in whatever way it does that. It could be could could be like traditional, like seeing things or hearing things, or it could be something else. Then I think that deserves the same rights we have, and that we should not discriminate against them. But should that robot be punished if it breaks the law? Yeah, the same as humans should. But why if it doesn't have? If it doesn't have free will, which you're claiming humans don't, it's well, I'm not claiming. I'm not claiming that humans don't have free will. Right. I think humans do have free will. I just don't think that that comes from from God. So, so why think, why are we saying that we don't have free will at some point in the conversation? I wasn't. I was saying that if if we don't have free will, right, um, then it's unfair for God to judge us. If we do have free will, um, then I find it. I mean, kind of equally weird to judge people. Like, if if we don't have free will, then there's nothing to judge, really, right? Because everything's pre-programmed. Yeah, like pretty it's, much. Yeah. It's predetermined. Um, if we do have free will, he created us with that free will. So then, judging us for making mistakes based on the free will he gave us seems like a very unfair thing to do. You know, it's like if he was a programmer and he designed a program that. Uh, worked perfectly in 99% of scenarios, but then made mistakes occasionally. And then he's like punishing the program. <laughs> that's that's really weird. He should be punishing himself for making the program make mistakes. Okay, but so are you saying that we shouldn't punish murderers here then? No, I'm not saying that. Society chooses to punish murderers. Whether or not God God punishes them, we don't know. So you're saying that God doesn't have the right to punish murderers, but society does? No, I'm saying God may may well have the right to, um, but we don't know if he does or not. And so as society, we around the world have decided to make laws and things so that we can punish murderers or, you know, deter murderers or deter crime or bad behaviour or whatever it is. So going back to the start of a conversation... Are you, basically, you're an atheist, is that, is, that, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. Okay, there's a bit of uncertainty I, coming in. <laughs> well, I mean, I would argue that you're an atheist uh, to 99.999% the same level I am, right? And that you probably don't believe in all of the gods, you probably just believe in one of them. 
Correct. So you're atheist in regards to, you know, all of the other gods that have existed historically and still do exist um, in many ways. I mean, obviously, a lot of the gods now are based off the same god, but, you know, you're, you know, you don't believe in uh, the Hindu gods or, you know, the, the, the Greek gods, the Roman gods, the, the Norse gods. That's correct, yeah. So what if, what if our morality came from those gods and not your god? How do you know that your god is the one that made us? Maybe you're worshipping the wrong one. And actually, maybe that means that you're going to fail judgment from the other gods because they have different rules. It's a very valid point. You know, I just take it one step further and don't believe in any of them. Okay. <laughs> one step further. All right. All right. Um, whether I believe in the correct God or not, um, we can get to that. Uh, but I'm going back to the start of this conversation again. Um, you think society should punish murderers, but you see, you don't know whether God has the right to punish murderers or not. That's fine. So I'm going back to morality again. How does morality arise from just chemical reactions, which for me, it's like, from your worldview, we are, we are basically just all a bunch of chemical reactions. Like, for me, it's hard to get morality from chemical reactions. And rather, what you're saying is society, the reasons that society um, does, punishes murderers is because of evolution. It's better for society, but it's not, more, more, it's not a moral thing. So, I guess you're going to kind of, kind of break it down, right? Do you, do you believe, um, I'm trying to think about the best way of kind of breaking this down. Uh, do you believe that um, morality has shifted over time? Or not? No. You don't? Okay. Not, not from the idea... For me, morality comes from God and God doesn't change. So, mm. you could ask the same question, does God why, change his mind about, you know, things like that? Why, why did we write a New Testament and not just stick to the Old Testament in the Bible then? So here we're going into a specific religion, um, which we can do if you want to. Um, well, I'm, I'm assuming that that's probably the religion that you are, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that, that's correct, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so Christian. Or follow, do you follow Jesus as well, I usually prefer to say, but... Yeah. But, um... Or, or, or attempt uh, to follow Jesus, I mean, I'm, you know, make mistakes like everybody else all, a lot of the time, so... So do you think, um... Do you think gay people are immoral? And abominations? No. Because that's how the Bible describes them. I don't believe that anybody is an abomination. Okay. Because the Bible says that everybody is everybody Bible says that everybody is creating God's image, so and everybody will start, according to my worldview, everybody, whether you're whatever preferences you have will stand before God one day by yourself and I don't know whether everybody's going to be watching it I don't know whether everybody's going to see everything we've ever done in life before like every 10 billion I don't know I don't know I kind of hope so I kind of hope that it's like a movie theater and you and God are just like sitting down watching your own life like with some popcorn and being like oh that was a bad yeah. decision 
<laughs> and the guy like pushes you slightly, slightly <laughs> towards the gates of hell, and then you make a good decision. He pushes you slightly back towards the gates of heaven. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like, but um, it's uh, it's it's no joke. I mean, according to our worldview, it's uh, it's a judgment. So when I look at somebody's life choices, I don't think I'm better than them, but because I know that I'm also going to have that moment where I will be on the judgment. You know, so. I don't think I'm better than anybody else because if I have a higher standard of myself than somebody else, then it, in a sense it makes my... I'm, I'm up to a higher standard, right? So I just try and just live my life and, and hopefully... Well, actually, I'm, I'm promised um, salvation, you know? So it's what, what the Christians call the Lamb's Book of Life. So, mm. so I don't think people are abominations, you know? I feel that like you know there's basically different you know the bible talks about um the commandments and there's like different commandments right and if you break one commandment it doesn't matter how many you've broken on the chain it's still broken right so if you lie if you steal if you're bad to your parents these are all commandments that are on the same level of um you know what's not according to God's will and anything else like, you know, for marriage or, you know. Yeah. God's design for, for marriage. But that's interesting though, because that means that, you know, in God's eyes, murdering people is as bad as being disrespectful to your parents. Well, what if you were it's, it's not really disrespectful as... To your, it's not really... Like you're disrespectful to your, to your parents because they're murderers. It's well, not. That's it, the reason you disrespect them. <laughs> it's not really as bad. It's it's just falling short of what God's standard is. So it doesn't matter really mm, how okay. far you fall. It's it's if you fall and you fall. And it's, hey, look, I didn't make the rules, and I didn't make the Bible. So, and 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 for me trying to say, what about this? What about that? It's not going to help you or the listener on Judgment Day, right? So all all what my what my decisions are is what is going to help people get past judgment day better you know that's basically what i'm trying to do and um i guess then then you could say well it's just your one god and 100 million gods uh how, how you know gods are correct well that's another big question um but uh, i basically through my experience have encountered the christian god and from my experience of a life, nothing tells me that this God doesn't exist because I interact with this God. And so that's why I'm not worried about this question about like, um, how do you know that, you know, everything else is not not correct? Well, I, I wouldn't really answer, worry about that question because I would say, well, look, I interact with this God and everything that happens, you know, and shows to me that this God is truthful for what he says, you know. When I do things that he doesn't like, I feel like crap. When I do things that that are laid out in the Bible and promised, then things are better for me. And that's just like, I'm used to it. So it'd be interesting to have a Muslim or a Hindu or whatever have share their experiences as well. I mean, that, that's, um, that's the reason that I promote this God.
but I mean, I'm not like on he, like uh, you won't hear me preaching much on uh, <laughs> eToro, but you know, about, I'm sure I'm sure people will eToro will hear this now if we publish this. You know. But it's a good, it's a good, good conversation to have, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, I don't have anything against people who are religious, um, but I do think that uh, it's an inflexible system. Right, you know, people have their interpretations, which are largely pretty settled by now because lots of people have written books about it, and you know, society has kind of decided what they think everything means, for the most part, um, from religion. Uh, but society keeps changing, and we keep encountering new problems um, and new things that we have to decide. You know, is this moral? Or is this not moral? And that's why I prefer atheism, because it doesn't rely on anything that's legacy. It relies on uh, democracy. It relies on society as a whole to decide what what is good and what is bad and what kind of proportionate punishment or rules should we have in place to try and um, stop bad things from happening and encourage good things to happen. Well, how many democracies do you think exist on Earth and have democracies always played out well? No, they haven't always played out well. Um, but I would say that uh, the the law of averages kind of shows that democracies tend to turn out better than um, for, for a longer period of time as well than uh, like kind of totalitarian systems or, or systems based purely on kind of long-standing traditions. <clears throat> Why is because, this? you know, if, if, if traditionally, you know, uh, we believe in a world where, uh, you know, um, you're not allowed to have computer systems, right, then that means that we never end up developing all sorts of vaccinations for different diseases or, uh, you know, treatments for, for illnesses or technology that helps people with disabilities live their lives uh, better or things that help people move around and see their relatives more and connect to people more, like all of those things wouldn't exist. Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of religions. I mean, there's there's religion, there's religious communities today, like in, um, uh, you know, the Amish communities and things like that, for example, that, that kind of boycott a lot of these sorts of things because they believe that that's, uh, that's not part of God's will. Right, yeah. Now, I, I, I don't have a problem with medicine. Generally, that improves society, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of those are blessings. A lot of the health service in the UK was, I think, inspired by the church. Yeah. Um, but but in general, democracy basically means the will of the people. Yeah. So we, we can say sometimes in history where that was not beneficial. For example, the Red Soviet Revolution, there was... A large, a large percentage of the population supported that. There was a French Revolution. That was democracy think, in action, right? I think the French Revolution was a good revolution. Generally. Good for for who? <laughs> exactly. Good, good, good for the majority. The majority? For, uh, the ma yeah, the majority of people. What about the majority of rich people? It was bad for them. So, but then I, but then I don't think that uh, greed is good. I think that greed is generally quite bad. 
especially when it is at the expense of other people, which is what it was and what it still is, really. Have another join in here. So um, the long haul, we are debating religion and recording it for maybe future publishing. So <laughs> it's up to you if you want to join in this or not. I'm, you know. This turned into an it, it turned into an impromptu uh, podcast. I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just playing this game and uh, you know uh, discussing the morality of oil in my <laughs> Canadian utopia that I'm trying to build here. And then <laughs> and then and then Christian Nikos tried to is trying to justify the, the oil industry or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So is that is that a mod for democracy, or is that? No, this is democracy four. Four. Oh, okay, I've missed the launch to new one. Aren't quite yeah. as accurate as they should be, but it's an interesting game. I quite like well, it. I don't know if you've ever looked at the developer, but his uh, his worldviews are reasonably obvious through his his Twitter feed. I would say. <laughs> okay, no, I haven't seen that. I don't know. Some things he seems to nail quite nicely. Others, maybe a little bit less so. But <laughs> I'm going to have to look this up now. So, so what have you concluded so far? Then? So we're, I, I don't think we've quite finished the discussion on free will or not. I think at some point Jay was complaining that God doesn't have the right to judge people because of free will. Is that correct? I was complaining that he doesn't have the right to create, to judge something uh, to uh, a standard that he's made when he made the things in the first place. But what if he made it well enough that they would have real free will? Um, I mean, that's fine if you made it well enough that it has free will, but then it's really weird if you want it to fit to your standard and you give it free will, that in itself is cruel, right? Because you're giving something free will, but then saying you're not allowed to use it all in the way that you want to. You have to use it in the way that I want you to use it. Otherwise, I'm going to punish you to eternal pain and suffering and hell, right? Um, it's kind of really weird to do that, right? Because by creating humans with free will, inevitably some of them will not live up to your rules. So you're guaranteeing that you're going to punish people and torture them for the rest of eternity. Well, I, I agree that it was a risk by God on his on his decision to give free will. So certainly, a, it's certainly it's a risk. A risk. I, I, I would argue that God God's pretty pretty stupid if he didn't think that anyone would. Uh, go against that, like go against his standards, right? If you give people free will and there are enough people, then statistically you're going to get a really wide range of people's lives. Some people are going to become serial killers. Some people are going to become like saviors of the world. Some people will invent the the atomic bomb, you know? Um, and then you judge them all to your own standard, knowing that basically you've kind of given them a roll of the dice, you know? especially with the number of decisions that there are in life. I mean, it's it's arguable by some philosophers on if it's even possible to live a completely moral life. Well, I would say it's I impossible. Pretty much impossible. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, you know, setting your standard, right? Like if you set it at the very top, then it's impossible. And if you kind of slide it down a bit, then it becomes possible. But, but lots and lots and lots of people fail. And, you know, he decides where to set that bar. And clearly that bar based on what's written in the Bible is set in a place where lots of people will fail it. And he's chosen that. Well, what you're saying is correct uh, if you don't look at all the mitigations for that. I would agree like, with what you're saying. Yeah. Like like what, though? I mean, yeah, that's just the way I see it. Is that I, don't, I don't understand why you would kind of... Why would you do that? It just seems very odd. Okay, so basically you have to... Unless it's some sort of an experiment and he doesn't really value us that highly. So we have to go back to this thing again, what's called the creation-creator distinction. You're basically trying to logically play out God's decisions based on your understanding and knowledge, but human humans have not been able to create other humans by their own uh science and technology so we don't understand mm. what it's like to create I mean, another human being <clears throat> it's kind of and what everything's uh, involved in that you know i mean i kind of agree with you but i kind of disagree with you right like we've we've certainly done an awful lot of things in um you know crispr technology and, and gene gene editing technology generally that helps us determine the kind of humans that we produce and we've also done all sorts of things to make it easier for us to produce new humans right and uh, I would also say that supposedly we're built in God's image right so maybe we just need enough time to become as powerful as God you made, you made, I mean, that, you, cannot, you made an excellent point there that's the main that is the main point of uh, morality and judgment is that we have been made in God's image and that is why we are then accountable for that because the free will and consciousness that he's given us is... Well, I would argue that that also then proves that God himself is fallible. Why? Because we're fallible and we were created in his image. As you said earlier, right, it's impossible to find a, a perfectly moral human being. It's impossible to find someone who does everything perfectly. Yeah. Um, so you could also argue that actually maybe God made a very imperfect decision in making us or in making his kind of rules of what is moral and what isn't moral. Maybe that was actually a mistake by him. Or someone's made the error uh -huh. and they've tried to wrap it up in the Bible. Yeah. The interpretation of what god's will was that's assuming we we start from the the same point and yeah. are all taking it for granted that god is real in the i imagine judeo christian sense here uh, yeah yeah you know um i don't know if you've got into the differences like i don't know between yeah i i, I did talk yeah I, I did kind of touch on it a little bit but in in mainly through the through the lens of you know the I think realistically, most people are atheist. They're just not as atheist as, as I am, right? Because I've eliminated the Norse gods and I've eliminated the, you know, uh, the various different forms of uh, other uh, kind of 
derivations of um of uh of, of jesus and and of the kind of like that entire tree of gods and and uh, of the of the gods from egypt and uh, the mayan gods you know like and and all of the different gods that descended from those of which there are many you know it's like a big tree of gods that have kind of yeah as i have time um but i eliminated all of them and uh some people haven't they still have one left yeah, like but me. They believe it. Like me. Yeah, so basically the complaint is that God made imperfect beings in a sense. That's that or or, or God yeah. did or God didn't make robots is, is also the argument. You're complaining that God didn't make your uh, humans a robot robots. Uh if it, either that or I'm complaining that he's made arbitrary rules for us to abide by that he knows that we can never fully abide by <clears throat> if it's not possible for a human being to this will be God then basically you've made a robot maybe maybe that's what he was trying to do so that's the complaint in a sense that you, God doesn't have a right to, to judge you because you're not a robot uh, yes so would you like God to take away your free will and make you a robot? I mean, I wouldn't complain that much. I think it would be quite quite nice to be a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see, either that or he takes away the tests and the judgment. The thing is, the trouble if you take away the judgment is that there is a lot of injustice in life that's not punished, you know. Think about all the, the rapists and the murderers and, that, and, and whatever that don't get found out by the courts, you know, and people say, that's not uh, fair. It's not. It's not fair. And that's exactly why uh, we need that motive and to know that there isn't a God that's going to fix it for us and that we need to do better, at, you know, seeking out those injustices and, and making them just. But then again, if you have that atheist worldview, then ultimately it doesn't matter if, quotes, crimes are punished or not because ultimately we are just chemical reactions. And it's a form of evolution to punish the wicked, not because it's, mor it's moral, because it just benefits society, which is, in a sense, a chemical reaction of evolution to promote the growth of... The gene pool. Nothing moral about um, punishing murderers. Yeah, possibly. I mean, you you could be correct. You could be so, correct. So the, right? so, so the debate like, about it is is in a sense arbitrary. Even our thought processes is just ultimately meaningless, arbitrary chemical reactions. Yeah. I think it, it, it's pretty clear be. that people have got consciousness and they're able to make their own decisions. Uh, whether you attribute that to creator or whether you attribute it to the the great game of cosmic roulette and things coming up together to kick it off is is a different point but um, I think it's quite clear people have got the conscious but I don't think that uh, people need a, a god figure to, to have some level of moral behaviour there's plenty of people who don't believe in God that have got a, a set of morals and standards of behaviour that most people would look at and say that's a, a pretty good way to live. And I think historically, um, you know, a God figure has been used to kind of get compliance through fear from from really people who are looking for power. 
I, I don't think you yeah. can directly attribute moral behavior and having morals to some deity. Um, and ultimately, you know, if we say what our source material is, the Bible, I mean, that's massively flawed in the first place. Even if you accept fully the premise that there is a God and, and all of the things that go along with that, um, it's still got to have been translated through humans who are by nature very fallible. <laughs> and it's yeah. been translated how many times over the years? You know, look at, look at the way language has changed. I mean, what, you've only got to go back... Is it about five, six hundred years? Um, you know, if you ignore the fact that if you went back in time, you'd not be where the Earth is now because of the <laughs> movement around the galaxy and all that. <laughs> but if you went back about five or six hundred years, um, you know, you would start to struggle to communicate with most of the population. You may be able to kind of speak some semblance of modern English and kind of get by with the, the kind of very wealthy the very well-spoken, well-educated people who've got the more of the Latin roots. So, you know, you've got to quadruple that amount of time to go back to the time when Christ has apparently lived and, and how many people with their fallibility have, have kind of started to translate and impose, impose some of their ideas and their beliefs into this religious text that we look at now and hold up as the, the gold standard of what God wants. I mean... I don't really subscribe to that view, but even if I did, it kind of makes me think, well, surely that would make us a little arrogant to be able to look at this and say, we know what God meant. I, I don't know, something just... So you... I, if, if we agree that that deity existed and started the world in the way, the way that uh, the creation tale is told, you know, why would we, certainly at this point in our evolution, even have a chance of understanding the mind of a God figure. Wow. So many points are brought up there, uh, Viruk. Um, you started off with the word good, which is interesting. We moved on to the Bible and translations, which I think you've got a misconception about the Bible. Um, but let me just go with the word good for a minute. When you say good, that, in a sense, requires a, a moral, unchanging God to define what that good is. Otherwise, anything can be defined as good based on the situation, right? And regarding the Bible and translations, people a lot of times think the translations is, is like Chinese whispers, right? It's nothing like that. When they go to make a new translation of the Bible, they go to the original documents or the you know, copies of the original documents which are digitised, which are actually the Nestle Greek and the Texas Receptus are one of the most common Greek manuscripts. Um, and then they also they have the, the Hebrew ones um, for the Old Testament. Now, when they make a new translation of the Bible, there are, this is what I don't like, there are copyright laws, which means that new translations have to have intentional changes in the language so that they don't uh, in intersect with other translations up to, I think, something like 30%. So there are intentional differences that are made, but the meaning is still the same, but you can word the, word the English words a different way so that it's not um, classing with visiting copyright. But that isn't God's fault. That's copyright law's fault, right? Well, I'm, I'm not saying that's God's fault. I'm saying that... 
wherever you put humans with their fallibility into a process, you're going to have error creeping in in one form or another. The the biblical the biblical documents and manuscripts are some probably the most cons the most well intersecting doc historical documents of all time. Better than other things like Plato and Aristotle. Much more documents, and we still have them as canon. You know, there's no mistakes in Plato's and Aristotle, but um, apparently the biblical ones. There's much more documents, so we should be having a greater respect for the Bible than the Plato's Iliad or something like that. But in regards to the word good, that is also like risky for an atheist. I presume, are you, are you an atheist, uh, Riddick? I'm not sure I'd say I'm an atheist. Right. Um, I don't think I'd go quite that far. I definitely don't believe in uh, the story as told of Jesus Christ in its form, or to be honest, the way the creation story. Um, I just I don't buy that at all. Um, <clears throat> I I think I do believe there's something greater than ourselves and I think it'd be a little bit naive to look out to the, the wider universe that's, you know, <laughs> greater than our comprehension, you know, on a scale that just goes beyond anything that we can even kind of fit in mind in any way, shape or form and, you know, to think there's not something else out there. Um, <clears throat> but I think, I don't know, I think the Bible's possibly a... a I mean, let's let's say it's all in good faith and, and not go down the, the way that religion's been misused over the years, and I, I think it has, but setting that aside... Of course aside it has. It still, is, it still is misused a lot. Yeah, yeah, but without going down that, that kind of fork in the road. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I just... I've, I'm not sure that... Uh, humans who've been the kind of root the source of all of this knowledge and all of these documents that have become the bible um i'm saying that the humans are fallible and it's probably I'd, I'd go perhaps as far as say arrogant to think that they can know the mind and the will of god okay good so um you you uh you're open to there being forces that would behind consciousness and uh, morality so that it's easier for you to accept something's moral than for example a hard atheist I think I think hard atheism version of morality is ultimately it doesn't have anything ultimately backing up it's what it is it's basically evolution and the benefit of the gene pool to have punishment for crimes and things like that yeah i mean i think you know societies can start to decide what is moral behavior and what isn't and i mean you know if you look at i don't know look at the difference in the attitudes towards life and death and suicide between uh, a christian view and uh, the buddhist worldview that was going on in say feudal japan um you know, I'm not going to be the arbiter of saying one of those is right and one of them is wrong. I think it's really for a society to, to kind of come to a conclusion in their own way about what moral behaviour is. And and I would note that I can't think of anywhere where, you know, murder is not condemned by people, whether they are, you know, whether they're religious or otherwise, or whichever religion they choose to follow. Um, 
And I, I, so I think I think this point on on the argument of good and moral. Um, if, if we take the example of say Alan Turing, he's kind of widely regarded as as. Um, a, a good figure from history he did some very important work and, and his story seems tragic um, you know if he were to be judged by society these days I think most people would look at look at him as a person and his sexuality and, and be quite tolerant and have no kind of condemning view for him but if you start judging him by the standards of 1950s Britain when you had the sodomy laws um, you know the, the moral view was very very different um, I would say we've got it right now in the fact that we're, we're tolerant of, of people. We, we don't judge people by their sexuality and we don't have a, we don't take a moral judgment on what people do behind closed doors that isn't harming anyone else. I, I think that's quite a good view to have. But that certainly wasn't a common view in 1950s Britain. I mean, that, you know, we're talking less than a century ago. So I think that some things, some kind of moral standards endure um, uh, over time and, uh, and across different parts of the world, across different cultures. But I think we walk a bit of a dangerous path um, when we start looking to the Bible, because I think there are things, people use the Bible to talk about how gay people shouldn't have a right to exist and they're, they're committing mortal sins. And uh, I just don't buy into that intolerance. So I think I think societies can come together and actually look at what moral behaviour is. I don't think we need a, a text from a couple of thousand years ago to, to kind of teach us innately right from wrong. I would agree with that. Fair enough. I mean, so like you need a standard to not change in order for any morality or in a sense religion to stand up otherwise you just have chaos would you would you agree no you can't have no. absolute morality unless there's something fixed in, in the universe or it's chemical react either there is absolute morality or there isn't in which case everything's just chemical reactions would you agree I would probably I would probably agree with that, but I would also say that you that it's probably impossible for us to ever know what absolute morality is. Um, I think it's possible that morality doesn't exist if you if if you subscribe to the belief that um, free will doesn't exist um, and that you know we are in let, let's say every decision we make spawns an auto, alternate universe where that we took the opposite decision, for example. So let's say every single possible like permutation of the world um, and of our lives has, has played out simultaneously. Um, you know, then you could argue that morality doesn't really exist because, well, even then, I mean, you could still possibly argue that it does exist, to be honest, and that some of those universes turned into moral ones and some of them less so. But it's um, if, if there's no choice involved, then... You know, does does it make something immoral just if there's no choice involved? I don't, I don't know. Um, well, we can put this down as a thought experiment. Let's say you are human being with free will, and nobody nobody doubts that you have free will. Okay. 
So if if I have a time machine that can tell the future, do you still have free will? Does 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 having a time machine destroy your free will? No. Then then I mean, why then, then first of all you can first of all you can choose if you want to use it or not. So. <laughs> no no I'm not talking about you your J and yeah. long haul invents a time machine and you can see the future. Does yeah. his inventing the time machine destroy your free will? Um it no. What fictional model of time travel you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it does, and it depends if he uses it or not. <laughs> you know, you've got the grandfather paradox, which is the classic. exactly. Yeah. Um, but of course, if you subscribe to some of the more recent interpretations that have been put into certain films, um, you know, other films are available. Um, but some of them take the view that if you were to go back in time and and kill your grandfather, you've spawned an alternate universe and, and you're yeah. carrying on from that point. And, you know, it depends if you subscribe to the many worlds theory or... Uh, or not. Not, yeah. So I, I think it's a, a tricky area because you're getting into so many kind of hypotheticals and without really being kind of very locked into the physics um, side of that and, and a lot of that isn't fixed either there's a lot of ideas yeah. about the uh, the many worlds theory for one um I, i'm not sure i can see the value in, in trying to go through that thought experiment i mean i think it might be an interesting idea to pursue but i don't think we can possibly uh, deduce any any valid truths from that that experiment so sometimes there's basically that's just one complaint that I've had is that because God knows the future, then we don't have free will. But that's the counter argument is that if 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 Rurik invents a time machine, does destroy free will, and then the basically we have proven that proven that free will can exist even though God can know the future, right? So sometimes people will say, "Oh, God uh, knows that you will um, end up destroyed, therefore you you never had a chance." But I would disagree with that. Even you can have somebody with free will, but, you know. And, and sometimes there was a great uh, Christian writer called Charles Finney, and he, he talked quite a lot about this, about judgment and God knowing the future. And he says that um, if God knows that you will rebel against him and just not believe in him, he will do whatever he can to then change, try and change your mind. And that even still... You will still people decide that you know not to believe then there's in a sense nothing more that can be done so um it's you know from for me when you say is, is there is this certain people an abomination and i would say no because from my worldview the bible it says that god wants nobody to perish so um and uh no no human can really say ultimately if another person's going to hell or not because nobody really knows. We'll only know one try. day. What's that? I said a lot of people try. Try what? To say they know God's will and that you should be condemned to hell, not you individually, but you as in other. You know, othering groups is uh, quite a favour of certain religious groups. But uh, I think I think if people say that, then they... I don't really want to sound arrogant here, but they are not as close to God as they might believe that they are because I'd agree with you what's that I'd agree with you because you know when C.S. Lewis once said that you know Aslan in the Chronicles of Narnia 
You read the book. You read, have you watched the Chronicles I, of Narnia? I, I've read the books <laughs> probably okay. about thirty-five years ago. If so not, what, what was the name of the girl? Was it Louise or something or Lucy? Lucy says to Aslan, and everybody loves Aslan. Says she says, Aslan, how is it when I get closer to you, you seem bigger? In the same way as as my experience is, the closer. I'm not claiming to be close to God, you know, any more than anybody else, but I just find the closer I get to God is the more humble I am of my own worth and goodness because, you know, when even the disciples, as written in the New Testament, when they were with Jesus and he would, you know, several times, their experience was when, when you know, Jesus did a miracle or whatever it was, they would actually, the disciples, like, whom the church was built on would, would bow down and say depart from me go away Jesus because I'm sinful right so it's very dangerous ground for anybody to say you're going to hell because you're going to stand before God one day as well and uh, so it's scary you know it says the Bible is all is also fearing God all about fearing God it's not all just love and dovey and everything Fearing God is a big deal. It's, it says, the Bible says, don't fear those that can kill the body. Fear, fear him who can throw the body and soul in hell. You know? Part of why I don't like religion. What's that? It's part of why I don't like religion. I don't think um, people should uh, live their lives partially through fear and make decisions in their life partially through fear. I think it leads to what we could argue uh, quite easily to be bad decisions. How many people, uh, to bring up the same example again, I know that you don't feel this way, but a lot of uh, religious people do, and, you know, the Bible does say some pretty controversial things about it. How many people, um, you know, are born gay and then live up their entire lives fearful that they're going to go to hell? and repress those feelings and repress their true personality and their true identity and hide it. Um, especially uh, ironic, really, since, you know, theoretically God would be able to see straight through that anyway. Maybe God would take pity on them for not carrying out the act, but supposedly God would still know that they're gay, right? So... Well, I think people still have a choice um, and they'll have, to, they'll have to answer to God to that one day and whether they lived according to what their conscience um, told them was right or not, you know. But it's not just their own conscience, is it? Because inevitably, and, and here's one of my criticisms of uh, religion, is uh, there are those who use religion to condemn other people for the way they're living their life. Yeah. So God's will isn't even coming into it in that point yet, <laughs> but at that point... Yeah. Because you've got someone who innately feels a certain way, they're being told by some people around them that that's a problem and it's wrong and they're going to be judged for it and they're potentially going to go to hell for it and whatever else. Well, I've, worked, I've, I've that, worked with gay uh, people, I've worked with transgender people before, um, quite closely on projects. I never told them that... I never condemned them for that, you know. <laughs> Just, I, I would find that, like... I don't treat people differently, really. I have my friends, of course, I, you know, friendly with, but I don't, I don't really treat, like, and as colleagues, definitely based on the, the worldview, but basically I, I try and 
point people towards Jesus and God and and he's the one that's ultimately going to judge them or not whether whatever decisions they make you know, or whatever I make you know How do you factor in other religions then into your view of God? Oh yeah, no problem at all. Um, so I'm I'm at an attempt ninety nine point nine nine percent atheist thing. So yeah, it's uh, I consider myself blessed and lucky that I was born into a country where you know I was taught the Bible and Christianity. My mum was very religious. I I can consider that a great privilege because a lot of people don't have that, um, and I believe that what I follow is true based on my experience in life. But, so, you're basically saying, what was the question again? <laughs> well, how, how, does, how does your belief in God factor in with the other religions that exist? I mean, have all those people got it wrong? How does it factor in? What do you mean by that? Well, what makes you think you've got the right one? <laughs> if there are other religions with a different view of, of what God is. That's a very hard question to do over the internet. Um, because I can't really prove anything um, to help you see that. But, you know, if, if we think about it logically first, then I'll try and answer that question because I don't want to be a dodger. Um, if, if God exists, right, do you think that he would be logically consistent within himself? Okay, but let me say this. Do you think that the being that created the universe and the cell I don't the necessarily think there's a being that created the universe but sorry go on <laughs> okay, but, okay, if there was a being that, that is powerful enough to create the cell and the, the genome and the amazing human body and the, the, the fine balancing of the sun and the moon and the earth and the solar system and the laws of physics and the chemical constants do you think that that being is consistent in himself to know what who he is You would like to think so, but I don't think that's uh, that could be taken as a given. Do you think? Yeah. Let's, let's just say there was two religions. And let's just not let's not say nine, ten thousand religions. Do you think that that God would be able to have two religions be compatible with each other that are contradictory? Well, Do you think it's possible for two mutually exclusive things to exist? Is that a logical fallacy to mutually exclusive things? Yeah, of course. It's like saying this thing is three and four at the same time, or this thing is black and also white, or... or well, God did create uh, quantum mechanics, I guess, so... <laughs> Maybe. I think they could exist at the same time. Okay, if, well, if, if something mutually exclusive, it means that they can't overlap in this set. The set of all possibilities. There's no overlap. Other, there's enough non-overlap that they would be logically inconsistent. But I guess what's the point you're trying to make? So, it, is it possible that is it possible for two religions that are mutually exclusive to both exist and be true at the same time? Some religions are wrong. Well, they'd be wrong if they didn't match up to the God. 
So there can only really be one truth. And if that truth is summed up in religion A, then religion B, if it's mutually exclusive logically to what who God is, then it would be wrong, correct? If, if you know what a truth is, then yeah, you can say A is right, B is wrong. But if there's no objective way of telling which one is right, they could all equally be wrong and nobody knows the truth. It's, yeah. it's, but, you oh, just yeah. go into but, a circular but, argument with yourself. But would you agree there can only really be one true religion that's accurate representing, representing of God exists if, if A and B religion are mutually exclusive logically? It depends on the sort of God you have in mind, right? If you have a if you have in mind a God who wants to be served and he has one set of rules for everybody to follow, then yes, all the all the right ones would have to be the same. So if they differ along any dimensions, one has to be wrong. But you, you could you could dream up different kinds of gods, right? Why why is it impossible for there to be a God who decides he wants to be worshipped two exclusive ways by two different groups? As long as we don't know who the God is, we, we can make yeah. up very different the God, cases. The, the God could well be a troll that decides to tell <laughs> that, all of the people who grew up in <laughs> Southern America that his name is this and he believes that they must make sacrifices to him um, and could tell the Europeans something else and people in Southeast Asia or something, a, a third thing. He, he, he could troll, yes, if he wanted to. Yeah. What does that say about the morals of the person setting the moral compass by which everyone's supposed to live? Everyone... I would say I'd, I'd have more respect for them, to be honest. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, just imagine if that was actually true. We all die and we just find out that it's like, no, actually, I'm not even actually really a god, to be honest, lol. I, I just happened to be here and observing and I had some influence. Uh, I didn't even make you guys. I just uh, somehow ended up in control enough to uh, make you believe certain things. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I would find it funny. I mean, tragic, but also funny. Maybe that's the test he set for us, to see through it and reject it. Maybe. Come together as a species. Maybe. Don't accept well, the divisions that are put in front of you. Mo mo modern, this, uh, Satanism, modern Satanism uh, dictates that you are actually God yourself and that... Um, each person is their own god, uh, and it's about discovering that fact that you know everything else isn't necessarily um, what, what it seems, and that ultimately you are your own moral compass, and you make your own decisions and try and just be a good person. Then we get back to this uh, word called good again. <laughs> we don't actually know what good is ultimately. If there isn't a God. Could, it's just like every other word is defined by society. God didn't invent language, in my opinion. You know, uh, language shifts over time, you know. Gay used to mean happy and uh, words evolve in their spelling. I mean, even since mobile phones came along, one of my favorite examples is the word book. Um, used to come up if when you were using uh, early mobile phones and like text speak and you tried to write the word cool, uh, it would first come up with the word book. And so for about five or six years um, in the, those early years of mobile phones, uh, teenagers replaced the word cool with book because it was more efficient. And so book started meaning cool, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, these, these things happen all the time. Language evolves based on you know, society's kind of somewhat uh, 
swaying kind of definitions of it as as time passes. So the word good is very interesting. I'll keep coming back to that because the word good in China means mass surveillance and at least in CCP, the word good in Russia means bombing Ukrainians and, you know, the word good in, uh, you know, you get the point, North Korea or maybe maybe North Korea because everybody hates what's going on there. But, um, you know, the French Revolution, the word good to some people means hanging people, you know. Yeah, the word I don't think you necessarily. I don't think you can necessarily ascribe the word "good" to that. I think you. I don't think you can just describe something um, that's fairly objectively bad being described as good. I think people justify all kinds of actions to them to themselves or to their their populations uh, because it it serves their purpose. Well, language is basically subjective, I mean, but like. And, and the usage of the word good is always going to be based on someone's opinion anyway, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Let me guess the topic. <laughs> Sorry, so, files exclusive. No, guess, guess. <laughs> we, you were talking about the definition of good? We're recording a podcast, so if you don't want to say anything that you don't want to be public, then I'll just give you a heads up. But on you go. Oh, well, we are live? <laughs> Yes, we're live, but we're... We're live, we're live on uh, the CNBC right now. Wait, 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 wait. That, that's, that's the good the good chance to have the like debate with Jay about anything, basically. <laughs> well, debating, uh, we're debating the existence of God <laughs> and morality, <laughs> because we started talking about oil. All uh, right. <laughs> This is where this all started. It all started from me doing a policy in this game. That's what happened. What the hell is this? I saw saw that I was subsidizing oil as Canada, and I thought, wow, that's got to go. And then uh, ever since then, we've been debating morality and religion. And if morality stems from religion, or if morality is possible without religion. Me me and Jay were talking for about half an hour before I decided, hey, we should record this. This is interesting. And then we'll decide what to do with it, whether or not. So what were we talking about again? Morale? What were we talking about? What was the last thing we were talking about? No, Falzix was saying something. Me? Was I? Do you think we have free will? You you do say quite a few things. It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, uh, actually, is this a game? Oh, what I'm playing, yeah. Jay's playing a game where we're debating the... the, um, why, I'm, no, trying last to, thing I'm, talking I'm about, trying to eradicate religion subtly and see if anyone noticed. The last, the last thing we were talking about was Varik was was asking me how do I know like my God is correct and everybody else is wrong, basically. Oh, you don't know. You can just guess. So, uh, what the point I'm making is is that okay, that's a fair question and a valid question and an important question because how do people find? The real God, right? And 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 Jay was saying that if God is trolling us by having multiple correct religions, then that would be funny. But ultimately, it's not <laughs> a fair thing. It would be, it would be funny. See, Falzik laughed. I mean, that's one of the theories, like that. That yeah, is like Almighty, but in the end, he just wants to have some fun, so he just no. He's playing the game just like Jay's playing this game. Exactly. Yeah. Did the thing start from that? Like you, because you're playing like God. Is God moral? Is God himself moral? 
yeah. by our standards. <laughs> if we were to judge God with our own standards, whether they be derived from him or not, is he moral? Yeah, I get it. I don't, I don't think there's much of a case for all the firstborn sons as being a moral action. And how is all of this going to help our, like, our prophets this year? <laughs> uh... <laughs> So if we get the right answer, he's going to grant our wish. Uh, okay, what's the... Well, will be well, my wish is that the stock market crashes, so you hope you, I don't get that wish. I don't really think God cares about our portfolios too much. <laughs> well, well, honestly, I really want everything to crash. Be honest, I think we've, we've probably uh, taken this conversation as far as it's realistically going to go now anyway. Yeah. It's starting to go in circles. So. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll think I'll end the podcast there and then we'll decide whether or not we'll release it. If you <laughs> somehow are listening to this podcast, then we, you have, we have agreed to publish it. If you're not hearing it, then you will not hear it. Okay, thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> if you're not hearing it, you won't hear it. <laughs> At least God will know it happens. You know, the, 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 per, the perfect disclaimer. <laughs>